Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. But I believe the most important thing that my parents left to me was the fact that they knew God, amen, that they knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And one of the things that they truly instilled into my spirit was the fact that you have to know God for yourself. Amen. You don't get to go to heaven just because mom and him are going. Amen. You don't get to go to heaven just because Pastor Mark is going to heaven. You have to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yourself. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. It's truly an honor to be here, first giving honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to thank you, Pastor Mark and Sister Sumika, for the opportunity to be here this morning. It's, it's truly my privilege to be in, in the service and to worship the Lord with you this morning. I've entitled the message, Leaving a Legacy, Leaving a Legacy. And I know I've spoke with Pastor Mark, and he's talked about the, the video production. He's talked about all these different avenues that the, the media can go into. And it outlasts us, amen? It's out there. You can find videos and, and YouTube on different ministers that have gone on to be with the Lord now. But you can still go out there and pull those uh, messages. And so it's, it's a legacy that has been left to, for, for others to receive. And the legacy, I believe, is something that has value. Something that has value. Amen. And we never know who we reach when we're planting the seed of the Word of God. We never know. I mean, we may not ever hear from that YouTube. We may not ever hear from that video or that sermon. But I'm reminded of a story that I heard um, earlier this week, and it, and it was about a preacher that had gone in and preached a revival. And he'd poured his heart and soul into it. And so he comes back home, and, and one of his friends says, well, how did the revival go? He says, well, I put everything into it, he says, but I just didn't get much response. He said, I only had one convert, and it was a young man by the name of Billy Graham. How <laughs> I many knows that, that Billy Graham went on to be one of the great soul-winning individuals of our time? You never know the seed that you're planting into a person's heart, what it's going to produce for the kingdom of heaven. So we want to leave a legacy, amen, that lasts into eternity. So what is a legacy? A legacy is something that is handed down from one period of time to another. And I think often it's, it's handed down from one generation to another. Another. A legacy is about life and living. It's about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. We're building for the future, not, not just for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children, a legacy that will go on and produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Psalms 3, 127 and 3 says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. You know, it doesn't matter how you got here. You, you are someone that is special to God. You are a heritage of the Lord. Amen. God has a special plan for your life. So it doesn't matter how you got here. You are someone special to the Lord. I heard someone say one time, 
that value depends upon what someone is willing to pay for it. I mean, if you have, someone could have an old clunker out in the garage, and if someone doesn't see value in it, they may just give you a few hundred dollars. But, but someone else that realizes the value, that may be some kind of a classic vehicle, and give you $100,000. So the value of that depends upon what that person is willing to pay for it. Amen. And when I think of that, I think of the fact that John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life God saw so much value in you that he paid the price he gave his son to die on a cross for your sins so that you and I can be saved and enter into the kingdom of heaven so you have value in the eyes of the Lord this morning amen and I wanted to share just briefly the testimony of me and my husband. We were married for several years and we decided that we wanted to have children. And well, after a few more years, you know, nothing happened. So we decided we'd go to the doctors and and see if there was something wrong. So after a period of time and spending thousands of dollars on tests and, and doctors, they decided that there was something in our blood system that was keeping us from having a pregnancy, that kept us from having children. And I remember we had a lady in our church, her name was Sonia, and and the Lord had just placed it on her heart to pray for us to have children. And um, she came to me during a a bridal shower, one is on a Saturday, and she, I mean, she was just smiling, her face was just all aglow, and she said, Sister Ruth, I've got something I want to tell you. She said, I was at a prayer meeting last night, and the, the lady hosting the prayer meeting came up and said to me that you tell the woman that you're praying for to have a child that she's going to have a baby by this time next year. And I, and I, and I thought about that. Rusty and I had been married 12 years at this point in time. We have gone to doctors and all this, and we've gone through the process, but we didn't have any children. And I told my husband on the way home, I said, well, you know, and I sort of laughed. I said, you know, if, if we're going to have a baby by this time next year, God's going to have to do a quick work because it takes nine months to make a baby. <laughs> Amen. And then it wasn't but just a couple of weeks later, we was in a communion service. Bishop Daryl Gooden was preaching on the bread, and my husband was preaching on the blood. And he began to, to, to speak about how there's healing in the blood of Jesus. And just, I mean, you can tell he, he just talks without any problem. He doesn't stutter or anything. But he, was, he just, in the midst of his message, he, be, he said that he believed that God was healing us of that blood condition. And something way down on the inside of me said, yes. And just a few weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. And then my daughter was born, hallelujah, this was in April. She was born in January of the following year. Why? Because God is good, amen. When he gives you a promise, he is true to that promise, hallelujah. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. You are special, and I'm here to tell you, as as a mother and now as a grandmother, Them babies are special. Hallelujah. Them babies are special. They are truly a heritage of the Lord. Now, I love my children, but I can tell you, there's just something about them grandbabies. They just steal your whole heart. I know uh, my little 
grandson, he got something from school saying, he, you know, he'd misbehaved or whatever. My first thought is, what's wrong with that teacher? Don't she know that baby's perfect? <laughs> Amen. That's how us grandmothers feel about those babies. Praise God. And we know that being a parent is much more than just having a child. We know that we have the responsibility as parents to train up a child in the way he should go and in keeping with his individual gifts or being. And when he's older, he'll not depart from it. I, I realize that more now than I did even as a mother, that there, it is so important that we plant the seed of the Word of God into those children. Amen. Because when you plant a seed, as Pastor Rusty was speaking, it produces fruit. God blesses that seed and causes it to grow. Amen. Amen. Matthew 16 and 26 says, For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, I've often read these scriptures, and, and we, we usually take the scripture as, as it's meant that, you know, what would it profit me if I have all the riches in the world? Amen. What would it profit me if I had the beautiful home, the swimming pool, the, the beautiful cars, and then to die and to go to hell and not know Jesus as my Lord and Savior? You know, if we're fortunate, we might live 70, 80, 90, maybe even 100 years old. But I can tell you, even 100 years against the, the, the backdrop of eternity is just a moment. The time that we have here on this earth is just a moment. What does does it profit if I have everything that this world can give me, but then I face eternity without God and having Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Amen. I don't want to spend an eternity in hell, but I want to spend it in heaven with the Savior that died for me. I want to spend it in heaven with my loved ones and even so much more my family and my children and my grandchildren. Amen. I don't want to to lose what is precious in my house. Amen. I don't want to gain the whole world and that that's precious in my house, not make it into eternity. Amen. And I believe that's why in the scriptures, it says to preach the gospel first in Jerusalem because that's your family, that's your loved ones, that's your children and your children's children. Preach the word of God in your homes and into your families. And then he says, go forth into Judea and then go forth into to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. We have a responsibility and commandment to preach the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we're talking about leaving a legacy. I remember my, my mom and dad have passed away and, and they left us something like 10 acres out in the country and right now my daughter and her family, they live out there. They've got horses and they, they enjoy the countryside. And, and so we consider that an, an inheritance. But I believe the most important thing that my parents left to me was the fact that they knew God, amen, that they knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And one of the things that they truly instilled into my spirit was the fact that you have to know God for yourself. Amen. You don't get to go to heaven just because mom and him are going. Amen. You don't get to go to heaven just because Pastor Mark is going to heaven. You have to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yourself. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So we want to leave a legacy. Hallelujah. And we also find in, in scriptures how that Timothy received a legacy that was passed down to him. And I love this scripture. It comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. And, and, and Paul is talking to Timothy as a young man. And he says, I thank God whom I serve with pure conscience as, my, as our forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. So we learn from these scriptures. We know that fathers have an awesome responsibility. Amen. But so do us mothers and us grandmothers that we also instill faith and the word of God in, into our children. But he said that he, he believed that Timothy had this because his mother and his grandmother also had this gifting of faith on the inside of them. He says, therefore, I rem I'm reminded you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. So that seed of the word that, that that mother and that grandmother had put into Timothy has was producing a, a faith, hallelujah, a genuine faith on the inside of him. So we know that as, as when our children are small, we have a responsibility to train them up in the, the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. But when they're older, now that's where I'm at, when your children, has got grown children, amen, when your children are older, we also have a responsibility to stand in the gap and make up the hedge, amen, to continue those prayers for those children because God has given us promises for our families, hallelujah, that our families can be saved and brought into the kingdom of heaven. And then this scripture comes from Acts, the 16th chapter, and the 16th verse. It's also another one of my favorites, and it talks about Paul and Silas. It says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who also brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Now, isn't that the way life goes sometimes? They were preaching a revival. Everything was going good. I mean, they're, they're the men of the hour with power. And, and, and all of a sudden, they're thrown into the prison. And, and our lives are like that sometimes. You think you're doing everything that you can for the Lord. Amen. You're reading your Bible. You're testifying. You're, you're, you're praying. You're trying to spend time with the Lord. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and we wonder why. Amen. 
But that's the way life happens sometimes. And it says, And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes, commanded them to be beaten with rods, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stock. So I have to stop right there. Now, if this scripture ended right there, this would be pretty sad. Amen. But I can, I can just see, you know, Paul and Silas, you know, they're, they're doing what is right. They're preaching the word of God. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're taken captive. They're beaten. They're thrown into the inner prison. And, and their, their hands and feet are in stocks. And it's, it's dark because there's no windows on the inner, inner prison. Amen. And I just think this would be a good time for a pity party. Anybody besides me ever do have a pity party? Think, oh, woe is me. Oh, God, why did you let this happen to me? I can't believe that you let this happen to me. I was doing so good. I did everything right, God. We was having a revival. But, and, 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 you, and then all of a sudden, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Anybody been there besides me? Amen. It would have been a good time for a pity party or to get out there on Facebook and put some really sad emotions. Emojis and oh, how many have seen those out there too? I mean, the whole world is falling apart. So let's just put that out there on Facebook. But the Bible says that's not what Paul and Silas did. Amen. But it says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. Hallelujah. So they took their darkest time. They took a time when it looked like all hell had broken loose. They took a time that was in difficulty and they began to raise their hands and they began to praise God. They lifted up their voices and they were singing praises unto God because they knew in whom they had believed. They knew that the person that they served was more than able to deliver them from this captivity. And it goes on to say, and the prisoners were listening to them. Let me tell you, when you're going through stuff, people are listening to you. It's, they we're all going through stuff. Hallelujah. Or if you are aren't you going to? We're all going through stuff at one point or another. But it's not that you go through stuff, but it's how you go through it. Amen. So these, these were, were men of God, and they had been beaten and thrown into prison. But instead of, instead of moaning the blues and crying, they began to sing and, and to praise God and to worship. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Hallelujah. So when you begin to praise and to worship God in your difficulties, it's not just for you. The anointing and the spirit of God that you have on the inside of you is not just for you, but it's for those that are around you. It's for those that come in contact with you. It's for those children and those grandchildren, those people that you're wanting to leave a legacy for. Amen. Because when they began to praise God and the spirit of God showed up, everyone's bands were loosed. Amen. God delivered every prisoner in the prison that day. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. 
It says, and the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for light and ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What a testimony. What a testimony. Hallelujah. What must I do to be saved? And so Paul and Saul said said to him, says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your families. Hallelujah. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your families. Hallelujah. That's a promise for the word of God. I don't know about you. You may have children or you may have grandchildren or great-grandchildren that are out in the world and they're, they've, they're gone so far from God. You're actually wondering, God, can you reach them? God, have they gone so far out, God, that you can't reach them? But let me tell you this morning, there's no place that the love of God cannot reach. There's not a soul on the planet that God did not love. For God so loved this whole world that he gave his only begotten son. So we can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we can take that promise for our families. Hallelujah. For our children and for our grandchildren and that says that we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be saved and our families. Hallelujah. What a legacy. What a promise that God has given us that we can be saved. We had a lady in our church years ago. Her name was Jackie Williams, and she was just one of those prayer warriors. She's gone on to be with the Lord now, but I just love this lady, and she loved to pray. And I remember one day, my daughter, she was probably about eight or nine years old, and um, Sister Jackie had given me a piece of paper that had a scripture on it. She said, Sister Ruth, this is for you. And so the scripture comes from uh, Isaiah 59 and 21. And it says, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant. Hallelujah. This is my covenant. When I think of a covenant, I'm thinking of a legal and a binding contract. God has given us something, hallelujah, that we can stand on, that we can claim. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. So I take that promise. Lord, you've given me a promise, and you've given me a covenant that your word, hallelujah, that you put into my spirit, that you put into my heart, would not depart from me, nor would it depart from my children or my children's children. Hallelujah. I have a promise from God that my whole family, praise God, will be saved. And I'm going to conclude with this from Isaiah 43 and 5. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. 
I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. That's the legacy that we want to leave. Amen. That our children can be saved, that our children's children can be saved and brought into the kingdom of God and walk in the promises that God has given us this morning. Amen and amen. God bless you, and I want to conclude with, with a prayer over over the congregation. I know some of you are mothers, some of you are grandmothers, some of you are aunts and uncles and grandfathers and dads and all, all different walks of life, and I want to pray over you this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you have given promises to us, Lord, that you have given us a covenant, Father. We thank you that your word says that if we believe we can be saved, and not just us, but our whole families, God. We're declaring household salvation in this house this morning, God. Lord, there's children that should be in this house. There's grandchildren that should be in this house. There's loved ones that should be in this house. And we're speaking to the north and to the south and to the east and to the west to, to let them go and to not hold them, but they be brought into the kingdom of God. Lord, that you fill the house, Lord, with the people, God, that you purpose for this house, Lord, to be filled with your spirit, to be filled with your presence and to be brought into the kingdom of heaven. We declare it this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.